what I want to say now, I don't want you to miss this. I don't want you to miss this point. Do not, do not let the devil snatch this away from you this morning. I know, I know you've heard this over and over and over and over again. I'm going to tell you again. Okay? Do not miss this point. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 6. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. For he who comes to God must, must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. You must believe God. You must have faith in God. To be pleasing to God, you've got to believe. You must have faith. Without it, you can't please God. Please do not miss that point. Now, what is the God-given way? It's the only God-given way I know of to increase that faith. Romans chapter 10, verse 17. So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. So first you've got to believe and diligently seek Him and then... Next, you've got to seek by hearing with understanding God's Word. In God's Word, it says this. Jesus said in John 14, verse 23, If anyone loves me, he will keep my word. Verse 24, the obverse of that, He who does not love me does not keep my words. Please, do not let the devil take that away from you this morning. Understand that. Don't let it escape you. You've got to have faith. Without it, you can't be pleasing to God. To be pleasing to God and to get that faith, you've got to understand it from God's Word. And God's Word says, to love me, you've got to obey me. We're understanding. We're on, we're on the same page, Right? Everybody's in agreement, right? That's what God's Word says. And I believe by your presence today, you want to do what God says. Okay, we're clear. We must have faith to please God. Faith comes by hearing with understanding God's Word. And and if we love God, we'll do what He says. And if we don't love God, well, we won't do what He says. All right, so pretty simple. With this basic understanding... With this basic understanding, why do so many who have not obeyed the teachings of Jesus, why do so many who have not obeyed the teachings of Christ call themselves faithful Christians? I meet them every day. I meet them every day. So many people just want to do the minimum to get by and call themselves a Christian. I had two Free Hardman students tell me a Free Hardman joke. They're different from all those other jokes out there. 
Judgment day. You're standing in line waiting to be judged in heaven. Okay? Judgment day. You're standing in line waiting to be judged. Up ahead you hear somebody go, Woo! Yeah! All right! And you step up. And you hear somebody a few moments later, Woo! Yeah! All right! And you step up. You're wondering, what are they... What are they yelling about? What are they so excited about? You get to get to be curious. You step up a few more, you don't hear anything. You step up a couple more. So all of a sudden, oh yeah, all right, yeah. And finally that person comes walking by. You say, What's what are you so excited about? The guy says, Wednesday nights don't count. That's the way a lot of people think, isn't it? Just do the bare minimum. To get by. Hoping Wednesday nights don't count. I don't want you to become or continue to be a faithful child of God this morning without counting the costs of being a disciple of Jesus Christ. There's a difference between becoming a Christian, a faithful child of God, and being a faithful child of God. There's a difference. There's a big difference. I want to talk about this, that this morning. Are you becoming a faithful Christian? Are you being faithful? Does one ever become faithful? Are you faithful? Were you faithful? Will you ever be Faithful. Let's define and understand two words before we continue. Two words that escape notice because of their seeming insignificance in a sentence. Um, but you use these words every day. You use them every day in every way, even though they're two of the hardest words in the English language. When people are trying to learn English as a second language, these are two of the hardest words to learn. It was for me when I was growing up. The, the words are to be and to become. Now look at that. You're, you, that's the word in, in the, the, the present tense and the past tense. They only have a be in the in the verb. How do you how, you know? How do you understand that if you're speaking a different language? That's just this is hard for for Native Americans to grasp. The words are the verb to be and to become. It's, it's a huge difference. And I want to show you this morning in being and becoming. The verb to be is the most irregular verb in the English language. We can conjugate the infinitive to be in the present tense. Am, is, are, as in I am a Christian. God is love. The leaves are green. To be is a specific qualification. If you understand the definition of to be, it's a specific qualification. The past tense, was, were. He was a faithful member of the church. They were a strong team. We understand those. The, the present participle of to be, being. I love being a father. That's the present participle. Being a father is hard. I strive to be a faithful Christian with all of my being. 
Past participle. That man is a has-been. We get that. We understand the past participle of of to be. That man is a has-been. Present subjunctive tense. To be or not to be. That is the question. That's what Shakespeare wrote, right? That's the present subjunctive tense of to be. Past subjunctive. Barbara Streisand. The way we were. You know you you, you know that song, right? It, it's the past subjunctive tense of 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 to be. The imperative form. We all know this one. Be all that you can be in the. Army, right, exactly. That's, that's the imperative. That's the command of to be. The irregular verb to become is a little easier. It's a little easier to conjugate. Present, become, past, became, future, will become. The meaning of become, to become, is to come into existence. To come into existence. To be, to become, are sometimes used together. But I want you to not miss this point. I want you to not miss this point. There's a huge difference in being and becoming. You go to school to become a doctor. Okay? You go to school to become a doctor. After you've taken all the tests and you've filled out all the licenses, and you've gone to all the schools, then you are a doctor. Once you've done all the requirements, you you are a doctor. You can become a faithful Christian, then you are a faithful Christian after you become a faithful Christian. Now, understand this. You are not a faithful Christian You're not a faithful Christian until you become a faithful Christian. We got that, right? Am I beating a dead horse? Yeah, I am. I'm beating a dead horse. I don't don't think I am, though. I don't think I'm beating a dead horse because so many say they are a faithful Christian without ever having become a Christian. So somewhere along the line, people have become confused. And they don't understand. And I'm not beating a dead horse. So many of them say they are a faithful Christian when the correct conjunction or conjugation would be they were a faithful Christian. They used to be. What does it mean to become and what does it mean to be a faithful child of God? I'm, I'm harping on word usage this morning. I know I am. Harping on it because we have a problem in this country with using words incorrectly. We have a very bad problem with this. It's a problem all of us have succumbed to at one, one point of our time. We're lazy with our words. Very lazy with our words in America. Jesus said this. Jesus said in Matthew twelve thirty six, For every idle word men may speak, they will give account of it on the day of judgment. For by your words you will be justified, and by your words you will be condemned. Makes words important, doesn't it? That's life or death statements there. By your words you'll be justified. By your words you'll be condemned. That's what Jesus said. You know, one of the most loosely used words in the English language besides love, and I think love is is a loosely used 
You know, I love my wife and I love peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, right? We use that word very loosely. One of the most loosely used words in the English language is Christian. Seems like just anybody can be a Christian without becoming one. It has been applied to almost everyone from the faithful member of the church to the non-religious moral person. But how does one become a Christian? How does a Christian go about, go about being faithful? We learn from a study of the Bible that merely believing in Christ does not make one a child of God. But does give one the power to become sons of God. John chapter 1 verse 12. Not everyone who... Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, Matthew 7, 21, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father in heaven. And we can read of wicked people who believed on Jesus, but they didn't confess Him because John chapter 12, verses 42 through 43, they loved the praise of men more than the praise of God. And we should always bear in mind that merely thinking ourselves or merely thinking someone else to be saved or faithful doesn't make it so. Because I think it doesn't make it so. God can save us, so He's the only one. God is the only one who has the right to define what a Christian is. He's the only one who has the right to define salvation. God is the only one who has the right to define faithfulness. How does God define a faithful child? To become a Christian, the New Testament teaches that one, as we said, must hear the Word of God, Romans 10, 17, in order to acquire the needed faith to please God, Hebrews 11 and verse 6. One must believe in Christ, uh, John chapter 8, verse 24, believe that He's the Son of God, believe that, believe that He is God, John chapter 1, verse 14, and John chapter 8. Verse 58, to love God and obey Him and to become a faithful Christian, one must repent or turn from their sins, Acts chapter 17 and verse 30, and confess that Jesus is God's Son before other people, Matthew chapter 10 verse 32. But to be obedient to God, to love Him, the faithful becomer must be baptized into Jesus Christ for the remission or or taking away of their sins. Acts chapter 2 verse 38, Galatians chapter 3 verses 26 and 27. Then the person who obeys has ceased becoming a faithful Christian, becomes a faithful Christian, but now this faithful Christian must be faithful until death. Revelation chapter 2 verse 10. Because... You are forever striving to be a better Christian. A person can call themselves a Christian all they want, but unless they've obeyed this form of doctrine, church, unless they've obeyed this form of doctrine, Romans chapter 6, verse 17, they misuse the words faithful and they misuse the words Christian. We've looked at becoming a Christian. But what does being faithful mean? 
What does it mean to be a faithful child of God? You follow the path that I just described, you are a Christian. If you followed that path I just described, if you followed that doctrine, you are a Christian. But are you faithful? Are you a faithful Christian? We talk about, we talk about that a lot. I, I need to be more faithful. What do you mean you need to be more faithful? Just as becoming a faithful Christian means we must understand some things and act upon those things. Being a faithful Christian means that we must understand some things and act upon those things. As a faithful child of God, we must understand that we're saved from sin. Now, that sounds... I make it sound easier easier than it is. That's probably one of the hardest things for people to grasp when they become a Christian, that you're saved from your sins. Because I talk to people all the time that walla in the past. They go back in their past. Well, I did this and I did that and there's no way God's going to save me. Wait a minute now. Wait a minute. I, I, I missed something. I missed something. <laughs> you mean you did that form of doctrine by which you must be saved. You did that and you don't still feel saved? You still don't, you don't understand that you're saved? You don't know for a fact that you are? The devil makes sure that you're unsure. The devil makes sure you're unsure about your salvation. He wants you to be unsure. But folks, if you're a Christian, if you've obeyed God, you've been saved. Or you don't believe the Bible. You don't believe, you don't have faith. Jesus commanded to go into all the world and preach the gospel. He who believes and is baptized will be saved. He who does not believe is condemned. Mark 16, 15 and 16. The apostles, they obeyed Jesus beginning in Jerusalem. They obeyed this. Beginning in Jerusalem, Luke chapter 24, verse 47, and thousands obeyed this form of doctrine, Acts chapter 2, verses 17 through 47. Thousands obeyed it. And the Lord added to the church those that should be saved, Acts chapter 2, verse 47. When God adds you, you're saved. You need to understand that. We must know that a faithful child of God has a new relationship with God. Romans chapter 8 verse 16. We are children of God. We are heirs of God. We are joint heirs with Christ. Look at all the newness there. We have fellowship with God. John chapter 1 verse 3. The faithful Christian has a new life. The faithful are new creatures. 2 Corinthians 5 verse 17. They're born again like a new baby. John 3 3. Newness. You have a new relationship with God. The Christian has put on the new man. Ephesians chapter 4 verses 2 through 4. And no longer lives a life of sin. The faithful Christian is dead to sin and alive unto God through Jesus Christ our Lord. Romans chapter 6 verse 11. Made free from sin. Romans chapter 6 verse 17. The, the faithful Christian has, now has heaven as their daily hope. Colossians chapter 1 verse 5. This hope is cause for great joy 
A Christian should be filled with great joy, that hard time happiness. When you're going through the hard times, when the things look bleakest, you can always know if you're a faithful Christian that you're going to heaven. Every day you can wake up with that in your mind. It's cause for great joy in the life of a Christian. Christians are happy because the Spirit of God, excuse me, Spirit of glory, 1 Peter 4, 14, the Spirit of glory and of God rests upon us. Now, some who misapply the definitions of, of being and becoming, they say, well, I live right. And those I know, they live right. And they haven't, they haven't obeyed what you just said. They're good people. They don't go out and kill people and murder people. They don't run around on their wife. They don't go to church. I don't think you have to go to church to be saved. God's not going to take that good person, is He? The Bible defines a faithful child of God. So many look at that and say, Okay. Some say, I try to do right. I don't have to go to church to do right. God's going to be okay with that. You know, that's that Wednesday nights don't count mentality. Just trying to get by, to get by with a minimum effort. If you think all roads lead to heaven and faithfulness is just a concept never to be attained, Jesus has already spoken of your condition. A rich young man came to Jesus. The story records in Matthew chapter 19 and and Mark chapter 10. He ran to Jesus and said, Good teacher, what good thing shall I do that I may have eternal life? Jesus said, Keep the commandments. The man says, which one? Jesus said, six of the ten commandments. Name six of the ten commandments off. The young man said, I've done all these things. Since I was a little boy, I've done all these things. What else? You know, you, you may have done all these things too. Since you were little. What else for you? You may say, I'm a good person. I've done good, not evil. What do I lack? You may say, hey, I've obeyed all these forms of of doctrine. I've obeyed these. What do I lack? Jesus said in Matthew chapter 19, get this. I don't want this to escape you. I don't want this to escape you. Please listen. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 19 verse 21, If you want to be perfect, go sell what you have and give it to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven and come and follow me. Now, this is a command not for us today. This was a command to that man then. That wasn't a command for us today. That man then was told, that rich young ruler was told, if you want to be perfect, go sell what you have, give it to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven, and then come and follow me. The young man was told to go and do something. And he didn't. 
Was he still perfect? Jesus said, if you want to be perfect, you'll do these things. He didn't do them. Was he still perfect? We are commanded to go and do. Can we claim to be faithful if we don't? The young man thought he was just right. But he found himself lacking. When it comes to following Christ, when it comes to following Jesus, oh, that that young man could change his mind now. Oh, that he could change his mind, but he can't. That's 2,000 years ago. He made his decision 2,000 years ago to not follow Jesus Christ, but you don't have to buy into that today. It's not too late for you, you see. Because you can make that decision now. To become... To be faithful. Don't let that be taken away from you. To become faithful or to be faithful, one must have faith. Faith comes from God's Word. Then we look at God's Word and one must obey the Word of God. Faith plus obedience equals salvation. Faith plus obedience equals salvation. Now, I don't want you to apply this to your neighbor. I want you to apply this to your life. Can you apply God's Word to your life today and decide to become or to be a faithful child of God? Being and becoming. Let me ask you some questions. I'm going to check them off as I do so. Are you faithful or would you like to become faithful? I asked that one. Are you a Christian or would you like to be one? That's that one. Have you stopped being a Christian and now you are a were Christian? Let me read that again. I don't think I read that right. Have you stopped being a Christian and now you were a Christian? Let me check that one off. I asked you that one. Being a Christian has been the sum of my life. To be or not to be. That's the last question. Let me, let me check it off. To be or not to be a faithful Christian. That's the last question I'm going to ask you today. Forget the way you were and be all that you can be in Christ. Remember, Acts chapter 4 verse 12, There is no other name under heaven given among men where, whereby we must be saved. We must be saved by the name of Jesus. Don't miss this opportunity. Don't let the devil take this from you today. Make sure that you're a faithful Christian right now as together we stand.